0: You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to change your life in the next 30 minutes? It's time for Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. Get your notebooks ready. He's about to go in. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Coach Mark. Let's go. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. This is Coach Mark and you're listening to Power in a Half Hour. In the next 30 minutes, we're going to learn the tips, tricks, and techniques of the rich and the super uber duper successful. All right. So the quote that we're going to start today's show with is the distance between your dreams and reality is called Action. Let me say that again. The distance between your dreams and reality, it is called Action. And the title of today's show is ACE. Action Changes Everything. It's an acronym, A-C-E, ACE. Action Changes Everything. Because let me tell you, without action... Your plan is nothing, all right? So I want to thank you all for listening. I want to remind you, if you ever want to go back and re-listen to any of the old shows, all you have to do is go to www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com. If we're not friends on Facebook, go ahead and make sure you add me on Facebook. My name on Facebook is Mark Star, M-A-R-K-S-T-A-R-R. We also have a Power and a Half Hour Facebook group on Facebook, so make sure you... Search for that group and send a request so we can gladly add you in to that Facebook group, all right? On Instagram and Twitter, my name is at Coach Mark Speaks. That's at C-O-A-C-H-M-A-R-K-S-P-E-A-K-S, all right? I have a daily message service to sign up for that. All you have to do is text the letters BBD, that's Boy Boy Dog, to 411-411. 247 that's BBD 2411247 and if you have not had an opportunity to download my book you can download it for free at www.repeataftermebook.com that's repeataftermebook.com all right well let's go ahead and get started we have an amazing show for you today profile number 1 Guillermo Perales now Guillermo was born and raised in Mexico And after he graduated from the Monterey Institute of Technology and Higher Education, he enrolled at Texas A&M University to receive his master's degree in business administration. Guillermo initially attempted to open a Golden Corral restaurant in Mexico in the early 1990s, but because the bank he was going to get a loan from went under, he decided to move to the United States to pursue his dream of becoming a successful business owner. Now, with no experience or connections within the restaurant industry, starting a franchise that already had a structure gave him the opportunity to open what would be the first restaurant of his business empire. At the end of 1997, with the help of a $100,000 small business administration loan, Guillermo opened a Golden Corral restaurant in Dallas, Texas. Soon after starting this first restaurant, Guillermo founded Sun Holdings Incorporated, which was designed to manage his future restaurant ventures. In just 10 years, 10 years, that's it, 10 years, the company became the largest franchisee for Golden Corral and the second largest in the Popeye's chain restaurants. Currently, Sun Holdings owns nearly 650 stores and restaurants in eight states, employing around 14,000 employees. Its portfolio includes 293 Burger Kings, 102 Popeyes, 61 Arby's, 24 Golden Corrals, 36 CC's pizzas, 13 Krispy Kreme donuts, 83 T-Mobile stores, 84 GNC stores along with 10 airport restaurants. Sun Holdings is the largest Latino and minority-owned franchise operator in the United States and the 10th largest overall in the United States. In 2015, Sun Holdings had revenues of $559 million. Guillermo says that the best advice that he's gotten and that he usually shares with other entrepreneurs is persistency. We talk about this Every week, week in, week out, week in, week out, being persistent. Now, Guillermo says that he's always looking for opportunities, especially to control a market that he's already in. Another piece of advice that Guillermo shares with entrepreneurs is to keep an open mind. He encourages them to not only be open minded, but to also listen to the opinions of others that are successful in their current field and don't assume that they know everything right away. He says, find partners to help you grow and then you will control your entire market. Here it is. This guy is not even from the United States, came here as an immigrant, probably with no money. Got a $100,000 SBA loan that any one of us can get. Started off with one restaurant. Now this man has an empire with over 650 stores throughout the United States. The man might have came here and couldn't even speak English that well. But still came here, learned what he needed to learn, started off with one store. And within less than 20 years, because remember, he started this store at the end of 1997. It's not even 2017. It's not even 20 years. 19 years. In 19 years, this man has an empire of 650 stores. And his key is what? Persistency. Never giving up. Never giving up. That's the one quality that I see among Every successful entrepreneur, never giving up. The main reason why most people fail in business or whatever it is that they're doing is because they're not persistent. It's not because we don't have the great ideas. It's because we're not persistent. When we get when it gets rough, we're ready to throw the towel in. Well, this isn't for me. I found something else. new. Guillermo shows us that you have to be persistent. Profile number two, Sam Owens. Now, Sam figured out from early on that he wasn't destined for a nine-to-five career. He knew that he wanted more. Three months after getting his first job after college, Sam quit and moved into his parents' garage to start his first business. After nine months of hard work and spending all the funds that he had, Sam launched his first business, a reverse job board. This business quickly failed miserably. Not only did this business fail, his next two businesses failed as well. Instead of giving up and going back to his nine to five, Sam used the experiences as learning opportunities. Let me repeat that. Sam used the experiences, he used those failures as learning opportunities. He started to ask himself questions such as, number one, why did his great ideas fail to resonate with customers? Number two, what did he do wrong? And number three, what did he do right? Now, this self-evaluation and his willingness to learn and grow led Sam to try once more at entrepreneurship starting his fourth company, a business consulting firm. Sam hit the nail on the head with this business. By age 26, hear what I'm saying? By age 26, just four years after opening his consulting business, Sam had made more than $10 million. And, of course, he moved out of his parents' garage. Now, Sam is now going to share with us his top, four tips, the most valuable lessons he learned through his own process of entrepreneurial trial and error. Number one, build your personal brand fast. Now, Sam says that building a personal brand has several key benefits for entrepreneurs. First, having a recognized personal brand can help give your new business credibility. He says that if people know and trust you and your personal brand, they're more likely to trust your new business. Sam also suggests building your brand by seeking out publicity, both for you and for your company, by booking speaking engagements and by developing a robust social media following as quickly as you can. He says that each media hit speaking opportunity, or social media post has the potential to bring you a new customer. Personal branding is an essential tool for business success. Number two, monetize your networks. According to Sam, most entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs already have a more valuable network of contacts than they realize when they get started with their first business. Sam says when you first get started out, Don't forget about your personal network of friends and family. You might be surprised how many potential clients already exist within your immediate sphere. Friends, family, and friends of friends are all people with needs, and it will almost always be easier to approach someone you already know about your new business than it will be to approach a total stranger. Number three, number three, never stop learning. It's my favorite one. Never stop learning. No matter what, when you start a new business, there will be a learning curve. Regardless of how well you think you might know your chosen industry or what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur, you're always going to encounter new challenges, industry changes, or other obstacles that haven't crossed your path before. Sam says that thanks to the huge availability of information these days, Any entrepreneur could teach him or herself just about anything. Sam says, I read hundreds of books and taught myself all about marketing, sales, accounting, strategy, even personal development methods. I knew that I needed to understand all of this if I wanted my business to work. Now, he started a consulting business that he's made 10 million. And within four years, he made 10 million dollars. Now, obviously, if he just graduated from college when he started this business, he wasn't an expert. So guess what? He became an expert by reading, by reading more and knowing more than other people in whatever industry that he was in, that he was consulting for. Anybody can become an expert. I've seen a stat that said if you read three or four books, you probably know more than 95% of the people in that particular industry. That's exactly what he did. What was he expert in? He was only 22 when he started the business. That just shows you, you don't have to be the smartest person in the room. You go in there, you find the books, you find the material, especially in this day and age with everything being on the internet or in the bookstore, and learn about your field. Become an expert in your field. Number four, get over rejection. Sam says that facing rejection was a huge fear for him when he first started out. Calling people and reaching out to prospective clients was outside of Sam's comfort zone. But he also realized how important it was to put himself out there so he learned how to face rejection. Sam says that forcing himself to talk to strangers about his business and then understanding that business rejection isn't personal was probably the most critical step in his journey to ultimate success. This is so very important. You got to develop thick skin. If you're going to cry and retreat after every rejection, you're not going to get far because trust me, you're going to get a lot of rejection. If you want to be really successful, you're going to get a lot of rejection. But it's just part of the game and you have to build yourself up to the level where the rejection just doesn't bother you. You said, "All right, well, it's not going to work for that person. Guess what? There's 7 billion more people in this world that I can sell my product to." Profile number 3, Daniel Dowling. Now, Daniel was a blogger for a premium men's site for almost a year when he was notified by his boss that the company decided to go in a different direction, aka he got fired. Now, Daniel had been writing four 800-word articles a day for months, and he had become burnt out. Daniel had realized that he hadn't been growing as a writer. His heart wasn't in it anymore. All he was concerned with was just getting through the day. He needed a wake-up call, and that's exactly what he got. Now, with less than $3,000 in savings and no immediate prospects, Daniel actually wasn't devastated. He was relieved. His new joblessness forced him to evaluate what he was doing. It forced him into action. With less than $3,000 saved, he had two months to come up with a plan and execute, or he'd be homeless. Daniel came up with three factors that helped him to shape his plan. Number one, he knew that he couldn't skimp out on quality to make a living because it had just gotten him fired. It also caused him to hate writing. Number two, He refused to work with one-dimensional clients who would sooner fire him than to help him grow as a writer. And number three, he also needed to work with real people in real life. Faceless business relationships had gotten him quick cash, but he still hadn't found the security that he felt he needed to flourish as a writer. Daniel wanted to be needed on a team where his growth was valued as much as his contributions. Now, considering all of this, Daniel put massive action into getting the right clients and becoming the right writer. Here's what he did. Number one, he looked for the right clients. He spent four hours a day researching the best companies within 100 miles of his home. He poured through different companies' websites and marketing materials to see where he could be useful. Let me repeat this. He spent four hours a day researching the best companies within 100 miles of his home. He poured through different companies' websites and marketing materials to see where he could be useful to them. When he found a good match, he spent a couple hours drafting the perfect proposal for how he could enhance their business. Then he would make daily cold calls to the companies that he really wanted to work for to let them know how. How serious he was. He also scoured the local newspapers to see which businesses were doing cool things he could feel good about supporting. Number two, he improved as a writer. Now, although Daniel had two months of savings, he didn't have enough to be comfortable. He knew that he had to improve as a writer and make himself indispensable or he'd be broke and begging for change. He decided to learn about his profession as if his life depended on it because his life actually did depend on it. When he wasn't researching new companies and drafting new pitches, he was reading any writing book he could get his hands on. When his eyes got too tired to read, he practiced what he'd learned, writing for websites and awesome random freelance gigs. Daniel disciplined himself to spend four hours a day each on learning, writing, and job hunting. Not four hours a day total. He spent half his day, four hours a day each, on learning, on writing, and job hunting. This helped him to get hungrier for success. Job hunting landed him interviews with some of the best companies in his town where he met with the creative directors and marketing managers. They showed interest in his work and it motivated him to keep pushing ahead. Because he had put so much effort into improving as a writer and approaching new companies, he had faith that he'd land the right job. Number three, he increased his pay. At precisely the same time that his savings ran out, he was hired by a wellness company that he'd put days into researching and pitching. The company brought him in for in-house copywriting and editing, which he had zero experience in. But because of his portfolio, his dedication, and the sincerity of his interview, the company had faith in his ability to add value to their team. Let me repeat that. The company had faith in his ability to add value to their team. You know why he was able to add value to his team, to their team? Because he became more valuable. He spent time becoming more valuable. If you're unhappy with the amount of money that you make right now, with the position that you're in right now, you need to become more valuable. If you want people to pay you more, you need to become more valuable. That's why he spent 12 hours a day becoming more valuable. He started writing articles at $450 per piece and editing at $45 per hour, which gave him the time to put his best effort into his work. Now, Daniel never submits a piece that he's not completely satisfied with. Because he shifted his focus to quality, he amazed his colleagues and cemented himself as the writer who knew his craft. He became an expert in his field. Daniel would be asked to collaborate on bigger projects and was even referred to other businesses in the community. Today, he earns 10 times more than he used to because he brings 10 times the value that he used to. Because he devoted so much of his time to learning and improving, he's confident in his value, and so are the companies who hire him. Now, here are 10 things that Daniel now does differently every day. Number one, Daniel constantly encourages himself and challenges himself to become better. I say it all the time. Life gets better when you get better. Number two, Daniel visualizes the businesses he wants to work with, how excited they are to work with him and how good it feels to be needed and how accomplished he feels while writing his best. This is so important. Visualizing the success that you want, visualizing the success that you want. When I train the athletes that I work with, that's that's one of the main skills that we work on visualizing. I do it myself in everything that I do. I visualize how these power and a half hours are going to go before I actually do them. So I generally know how good I'm going to do because I visualize it in advance. Number three, Daniel writes and edits for several hours each day, no matter what. Not only on the days that he feels like it, each day, no matter what. Number four, Daniel limits his use of social media email, and text messages committing to hours of real work before checking on any incoming information. Number five, Daniel reads as much about writing as he writes, and he reads great authors to break down their style. He studies the best, and that helps him to get better. Number six, he never rushes himself. For every article published, he spends many hours over several weeks writing, Revising, editing, and polishing. He only submits work that increases his reputation. Number seven, Daniel takes care of his body through diet and exercise so that he has the energy to focus for hours on end. Number eight, Daniel gives himself time to detach completely from work and relax. He recharges by meditating, listening to classical music, going for walks, and playing his favorite sports. If quality work means taking care of his personal needs for most of the day, then he just does less work because his focus is on putting out quality work. Number nine, Daniel chooses quality friends because he knows they influence his behavior. If he has a choice to be around complacent and underachieving people or to be alone, he would rather to be alone. I agree with him 100%. As George Washington would say, it's better to be alone than in bad company. And number 10, every night he journals to reflect on what he did, how well he did it, where he needs to improve, and what he can accomplish tomorrow. Now, Daniel says that he increased his pay by 1,000% in three months by learning as much as he could By disciplining himself to improve as a writer and by finding the employers who would invest in his best work. In turn, his quality of life skyrocketed along with the quality of his work. Now, here's the thing. You won't accomplish anything if you don't do anything. The reason why the three people that I profile achieved big results was because they took massive action. If you want more, you have to do more. The amount of success that you get in the future directly correlates to the amount of action you take today. With that in mind, we need to take as much action as possible. Now, wouldn't it be great if we all took massive action and didn't procrastinate at all? Now, there are a lot of things holding many of us back from taking the necessary action to achieve the goals that we desire. Let's now look at some of the steps we can take to overcome the procrastination that generally holds us back. Here are a few tips that we can use to break out the cycle of inaction and achieve more in life. Number one, shorten the thinking process. Most action requires planning, but too much planning is a waste and becomes counterproductive. You end up spending too much time thinking and too little time doing. It's easy to get caught up in the planning process, trying to make everything perfect, but all that planning will just result in inaction and possibly a missed opportunity. Every action requires a brief period of planning and thinking, but this should be kept to a minimum. Number two, not overfocus on the outcome. It's great to have an idea of what outcome you want from your actions, but focusing too closely on an end result may cause you to miss opportunities in the present. Many successful people started out with a certain goal, but were flexible enough to change to achieve something else even greater. Those who were inflexible usually faced a dead end. Number three, eliminate distractions. Now, getting past distractions is one of the biggest obstacles to taking more action. This is why it's good to eliminate as many distractions as possible. Turn off things like your TV and phone more often. Scale back on social media usage. Number four, don't wait for perfect conditions. It always seems as if the perfect opportunity to do something is just around the corner. And if you wait a little longer, it will arrive. The truth is that there will always be reasons not to do something if you look hard enough for them. If you wait for the perfect time, you'll never stop waiting and you'll never do anything. And number five, find a purpose in what you are doing. All good actions have a reason and a purpose behind it. If you find something that gives you purpose, finding motivation to do it will be easy. Purpose is like fuel for the motivation that keeps you taking action. All right, all right. Well, that's all that we have for today's show. want to remind you, if you ever want to go back and re-listen to any of the old shows, all you have to do is go to www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com. Now, I know you have three friends that don't take Any action at all that should have heard what we talked about today. Make sure that you share this with them. Tell your friends about the station that you're listening to this show on. And if they don't have access to it, tell them that they can go back and re-listen to all the old shows on my website. All right. Make sure that you share this with your friends. You don't want to be the only one that's improving, right? No, we care about our friends. We want to see them do better as well. All right. Well, the quote that we're going to end today's show with is the critical ingredient is getting off your butt and doing something it's as simple as that a lot of people have ideas but there are few who decide to do something about them now not tomorrow not next week but today the true entrepreneur is a doer not a dreamer let me repeat that the critical ingredient is getting off your butt and doing something it's as simple as that a lot of people have ideas But there are few who decide to do something about them now, not tomorrow, not next week, but today. The true entrepreneur is a doer, not a dreamer. And that's from Atari Founder, the guy that founded the video game company Atari, Nolan Bushnell. All right. Thank you much. And until next show. Thanks for listening to Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. To listen or re-listen, go to powerinahalfhour.com. Follow Coach Mark on Instagram and Twitter at Coach Mark Speaks. Find Coach Mark on Facebook by searching for Mark Star. Like our Facebook fan page, Power in a Half Hour, and join our Power in a Half Hour Facebook group. See you next week. plus